Hilchus Adarim Perik Revir Perik Dalit. Um, there may be a couple of important gears and changes in this parak, so I'm using the Ram La'am. Keep an eye out for any, <laughs> any discrepancy. Halach Aleph. Nidre Anosin, the nether that a person is forced to make. Nidre Shkagos, a nether a person makes unintentionally by accident. Like, for example, um, he says, I make a nether that I'm not going to allow this person to do this, or I'm not going to allow this person to benefit from my, from my, uh, my property. I make a vow I'm not going to eat this thing because it's, 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 it's unhealthy. And he finds that the whole thing is un, not true, that there's no health problem with the item or the person who's angry at didn't do it. But need to have a vow, a person makes a nether that's uh, like a hyperbole, or hyperbole, sorry, out of exaggeration. These are cases where it's mutter, where these are all mutter, the nether is not binding. As we said in Hilchus Now, we just, with the first category we just listed was a nether of an anus, being forced to. So, a person, a mafioso, Forced a person to make a nedev, a meishkin or a tax collector, forced to make a nedev. Remember when he told him, like the guy is crossing the border, and he says, "No, these uh, these gold watches I have, these are really my personal property. It's not for sale. So there's no there's no tax on them." But when they tell him the dar to make a nedev to us, also that meat is forbidden upon you. If you really have these, are obligated in taxes. They want to make sure the guy is telling the truth. So they say, if you claim that these things are not taxable, or the mafioso guy says, if you promise you don't have any money to give me. Make a nether that if, if you're not telling the truth, meat's forbidden to you. Another of the nether, and, he's, and now, now he makes the nether that the guy is coercing him to make, the nether is non-binding. He says, I, for, I, I make a nether if I have taxable items, meat is forbidden to me, and because of being forced to, the nether is irrelevant. But his guy goes, another of he goes and says the meat and the wine and bread, so he does more beyond what they ask him to do are forbidden to me if I have taxable items. Because he's still permitted to, do everything, to eat everything he says a nether on. Even though they added on what they wanted to make a nether on. Who asked it to add in wine and bread? Nobody. He chose to. But the fact is that the essential making of any vow over here, he's being coerced to do. So because he, the, the vow itself is something he's being forced to, anything he adds on is also absolutely relevant. Uh, so perhaps you can explain it in the sense that the fact that he's making a vow to forbid himself to eat meat, which is what they're demanding him to do, and that part he's being forced, and that part is irrelevant. So the principle is that a nether that's partially... Um, permitted is completely permitted, as we'll see in different examples. So again, you see the idea that since part of the net is irrelevant, the whole net becomes irrelevant. Similarly, if they may force him to make a nether, a vow that his wife is forbidden to have, benefit, have, have any benefit from him, any, any, any enjoyment from him, and he makes a nether, but he adds his sons and, his, and siblings. Kulamaturn, they're all permitted to derive benefit from him. The same applies in this situation. So, because the primary nether was taken on coercion, therefore the whole nether is irrelevant. Halacha base. So, the, Jew, the Jewish mafia we used to make the people back then, you know, to take a nether to us that meat is forbidden for you if you're not telling the truth. And the person who would do it, because he is being coerced, the nether is mutter. Now, even though the nether is mutter, in all these in all these situations, he's all these vows. He has an obligation to at least in his own mind think about something that's not prohibited. for example, she also believed by you should think in his heart to you as He says, "I make a vow that meat is forbidden to me if I have taxable items." He should be thinking it's forbidden to me just for today or just for that chapter two, three, no four. Just for that day, or that hour, same applies to these situations. And he can rely on this thing he's thinking in his heart. Since he's being forced to do so, 
He's unable to articulate that the meat's only forbidden for an hour because obviously then the mafia guy's not going to let him go. And therefore it turns out when he makes a nether, what he's thinking, what he's articulating are not identical. And therefore, since it's not identical, he's not chayiv um, to keep the vow. Now, now even though the let's say a person doesn't know this halacha, he makes an nether, he can't afford to pay the tax on the watches. He makes an nether, meat's forbidden to me. Now he comes to Rav and he says, I made an nether to meat's forbidden to me, what should I do? I didn't want to get out of the tax. The pastors are going to tell him that you're, that you're, permitted, to, you're permitted to eat the meat because you were coerced. However, if you have a choice in the matter, you're obligated to think at least, do your best to think something that makes the nether irrelevant. It makes it that you're saying it's only, for, only permitted, forbidden for that, uh, that day or that hour. Okay. Halacha Gimel. Those who uh, zeruz means to uh, uh, what's the word to urge yourself, right? The dharma of, of uh, a person makes in this case from it's mutter a person makes such a nether. So we see examples like uh, um, uh, over here. Kate, for example, I administer a vow to you. I, I declare that you have an obligation to eat by me. In other words, I say that if you're not going to eat. Uh, um, if you're not going to come to me to eat by me today, then I, for, I forbid you to ever benefit me forever, ever again. As we have trying to convince the guy to come to, you know, to come to his house to eat. And this guy makes a, 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 a corresponding opposite nether that I, I, I make a vow not all your, whatever you have in your house is forbidden to me because I don't want to bother you. Whether he ends up going and eating, contradicting his own vow, whether he does not go and end up eating, and therefore now you may think that now the vow that the, the host placed upon him to never again benefit from his property is, is, uh, is, um, is in place. The halach is in fact, they're both putter. Why? Because again, we just said that it's considered a, a nether of zirus. He's not really intending to make the nether relevant. He's not intending to forbid this person or anything. He's trying to urge this person to do something. And therefore, it's a matter of convincing, therefore the nether is, is, is irrelevant. Go to bargaining in the marketplace. This guy says, I make a vow, I'm not going to sell this item for less than a shekel. And this guy says, I'm not going to buy it less than a shekel. Now, the truth is, I thought a sell and a shekel are identical. Um, no, apparently it's a half a seller. Okay. So, oh, shekel, yeah. So, so anyway, so a shekel is a seller. Two dinarim. Half a right, correct. And two dinarim are the same as a shekel. Yeah, so my bad. Good. So he says, I'm only selling it for a seller. He says, I'm only going to buy it for a shekel, which is half a seller. So they make it, each guy makes a vow. He's not going to budge. And they make a pshara, 75 cents. Shnei and Peturim, they all both putter. Ah, they violated their vow. No, because again, when the guy made a vow, I'm not going to sell it for less than a shekel. He was trying to just urge the person to pay more, he made a vow. I'm not going to. I'm not going to pay for. for I'm, not, I'm not going to pay one penny more than a shekel. He was trying to make the guy go down in price. He wasn't conclusively saying I'm never going to pay more than that. And therefore, when they meet in the middle, they're not. They're not violating the vows. So okay, this is a vow a person makes to uh, to, to 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 exaggerate, to emphasize, like you know, to put an exclamation mark after what he's saying. It's not binding. To do business, That's the bottom line. Right, but when you make a nether that you're serious about, mm-hmm. you have to keep it. Over here, when he made the net, I'm not going to budge one penny more than a shackle, one penny less than a cell. They weren't serious about it. It was a way of getting the other person to move. 
Each one of them didn't conclusively conclude in his, in his heart of hearts that, that he's, he's going to not budge from where he's standing. It was only to make the other person move. And he was not really being genuine when he said what he said. Now, even though these, all these Nidorim are non-binding, is it okay to just go around and whenever you have to do, make a business deal, to impress upon the other person how much you want to pay the lower price to make a vow about it? Is that okay? And the answer is no. Even, how do we know that these four types of Nidorim we just said, that another person makes because he's forced, another person makes by accident, another person makes out of exaggeration, or another person makes... To urge somebody else, even though technically speaking permitted, not permitted to say, but they're permitted to, to violate. You're allowed to go and do whatever it says you're not going to do. You're not supposed to make these adoram even though you know they're non-binding. So I'm going to say I'm making a vow, I'm not going to budge to sell it for one penny less than a seller. And I know that what I'm saying is non-binding, so the nether is not, is not, uh, um, doesn't, doesn't forbid me to go down in price. Still, you shouldn't do that. The Pasuk tells you, don't profane what you say. You shouldn't make what you articulate profane. By going and making a nether like this, that's non-binding, you're automatically profaning it. It's, it's, it's done before you started it. Someone who makes a nether, and he regrets making the vow, he's allowed to go and ask to be released from the vow from a chacham, from a professional rav, and he can permit it for him. Is the same as a Torah Shavuos. She ain't not there. Ella Chacham Muvak. It has to be a Chacham who is a expert. Oishloisha Adiotis, or it's three uh, common, common, common folks who are not experts. Makam Shein Chacham. That's only if, uh, an option if there's no Chacham. Balashish Matirin Hashavua. The same terminology that you use to to, to permit a Shavua, as we said in the Chashavuos, which is Muterlach. Matirin Hanad. You can use the same Lashon for Hanad, as opposed to the Lashon of Mufar, which is that's an expression only appropriate for a father. Or a husband who who, who who releases the vow of his daughter or his wife. All the other matters that we said regarding Hataras Hashvua apply to Hataras and it's, it's the same. You cannot permit a vow until it first takes effect, like a Shavua. So I make a Shavua. I'm not going to drink meat, I'm not going to drink wine, excuse me, the entire month of Tavis. And now I have, I regret it because I remember I have a wedding in the month of Tavis. I cannot ask for the vow to be released until the month of Tavis arrives, and then the vow takes effect, and then I can go and undo the vow. But until it arrives, you can't. I, the Chacham who I want to use to uh, release the vow, is only in town for another week, and the month of Tavis is months away. Too bad, you have to find a different Chacham. He cannot release the vow until the vow takes effect. Rambam over here sneaks in the halacha of, of the Dorim relevant to Karbanis, even though that's not the official uh, topic over here. Just like we, you, can, you can ask to be released regarding a vow of prohibitions, of Isarim, like you say, I, I, I declare, uh, you know, also lying, meat is forbidden to me, you can then go and, and regret that and have it permitted. You can also ask to be released on a vow regarding things you sanctify to the Beis Hamikdash and they permitted now. Whether it's something you say you declare is hectish for the, uh, the 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 bank account of the Beis Hamikdash, if I take a, of a you know, gold nugget or a, or a chair or a table, anything of that of, of value, and I say this is now hectish for the Beis Hamikdash, it's now monetarily hectish. Ben is back, or I say this animal I declared hectish as a carbon. And then I say, you know what? This is the only cow I have. How am I going to drink milk? So my family, I go to the Chacham. I say, listen, I didn't realize how uh, I was a little enthusiastic now. 
my wife isn't too happy now. There's nothing, nothing to feed the kids with. So you can go and have the nether, the nether uh, permitted. Now the cow becomes permitted again. However, when it comes to Tamura, Tamura is when you uh, illegally, uh, inappropriately take the hekash that applies to one animal and try to change to a second animal. And you, because you do use it, we'll explain it in, in the halachas over there where it's relevant, because you use the wrong mechanism, now they're both hectish. In that case, you cannot release that. If animal number two can't be released. That is, uh, is now, of course, if you release animal number one, animal number two is released. But to go just release animal number two and say, listen, I, I, I regret this, I didn't realize what happened over here, I, I didn't mean to change the, the, the hectish from one to the other, now they're both hectish, tough luck. Halachachas. Just like a father or a husband can be mefer, can uh, uh, not uproot, because uproot sounds like it's retroactive, but you uh, uh, give a hard stop. Nullify. See, nullify sounds retroactive. When it comes to chacham, makes it retroactive. So if you make a netter not to eat meat, and then you eat the meat, and then before they ate them, drag you in a bezin to prosecute you, you run to a chacham and you, and you, and you have the nether annulled, you're not chayev because you retroactively have no nether. However, a husband or a father says to his daughter or his wife, the nether you made is mufer, it's only mufer from this moment forward. The fact that five minutes ago before I said that you ate meat, I can't help you with that, so you're in trouble. So that's why I want to say nullify, it's more like to cut it off, to stop it. To pause, not to pause, to, to stop it. So just like the father or the, or the husband can be mefer, the nidarm of his, of his service, when his daughter or his wife says, I make a nether and I'm not going to drink meat, or drink one of meat. Same thing when it comes to hektish, if the daughter or wife declares something hektish for the Beis HaMikdash or for the Mezbeach, the husband or father hears about it, before sunset he says, Mutalach, excuse me, Muferlach, and then the nether is irrelevant and the animal is no longer hektish. But again, if you make the animal hectish and then you go in and you, and you use it uh, inappropriately by plowing your field, so now you're chayv in the prohibition of benefiting from hectish, and then you go to the chacham and he absolves the, the nether for you, retroactively the animal's not hectish, so you didn't do anything wrong. You don't have to bring the carbon to the Beis Migdash or, or, or the penalty that you're chayv for mis, uh, misappropriating hectish. However, if the husband is the one who says to this, to the, to the, to the, to, if it's a female who makes this nether for her animal and the husband says, Muferlach, Instead of going to a rub, she goes to the husband, and he, or the husband hears about it. He says, Mufalach, in that case, it's too late. The violation happened already. Someone who hears his fellow making a nether, and the guy says, uh, he hears him say, let's say, meat is forbidden to me. Basar, Asr, Allah, right? Vamani says, Vani, me too. And the third guy says, me too. And the first guy goes to the Chacham, and he says, I didn't realize how difficult it is not to eat meat. And the Chacham is not a nether. They're all mutter. Because since they made their nether dependent on the person before them, so once the person before them has his nether permitted, released, they're all released. It's like a dominoes. If the latter person, however, has his vow released, However, only the last person is permitted. All the other people are usher. Nishal Hasheni Vote, the second person. They have Reuven, Shimon, and Levi. Shimon has his nether absolved. Hasheni Vishal Mutarin. The second one, and everyone who follows him is Mutar. The first person is usher. So the point of this is that it's like a chain. When a person says, I'm usher in meat, and Reuven says, I'm usher in meat, and Shimon says, me too, and Levi says, me too, and Yehuda says, me too, everybody is making their nether dependent on the person before him. The person right before him. If the person right before him is not, the nether becomes nullified. The person after him is no longer obligated to keeping the nether, no longer binding. So every person is dependent on the person before him. So if anybody has the nether permitted, the person right in front of him 
right after him, rather, has his nether also permitted, and automatically the person from him as well. So therefore, it goes down the whole chain, and, and all, they're all permitted. Whoever has a nether nullified, and, and ever, whoever comes after him. Someone who, again, has other things included in his vow, person makes a nether, he's not going to eat a, a bread, a piece of bread, and then he says, this meat is like this piece of bread, and then he says, um, that the, the, he goes and he has the, the vow, the first vow he made, not to eat the bread permitted, the meat, is, the meat is permitted as well. Because again, when he said the meat is like the bread, then the meat is only prohibited as long as the bread's prohibited. As soon as he goes and he permits the bread, then the meat is permitted as well. If he asks for the, the nether when he said that the meat is like the bread and that becomes permitted, the chacham is matter that. The pas remains forbidden. Same concept, right? When you say uh, this, this, the meat is also on me, uh, this piece of meat is also for me. And then he says this piece of bread is like this piece of meat. And then he says this piece of chicken is like this piece of bread. And this egg is like this piece of chicken, etc., etc. Any, everything he puts along is like a, is like a chain that's connected to the person thing before it. And as soon as one of them becomes permitted, everything after is permitted as well. A person makes a neshvua or nether. I'm not going to benefit from anyone. So he says, I make a shvua in the name of Hashem. I'm not going to benefit from all you people. Or he says, in the of a nether, all benefit of any, from any of you individuals is forbidden to me. Right? He uses either terminology, shvua or nether. He goes to the Rav and he gets, a, he says, this one individual, he's somebody who I actually didn't realize that I want to have benefit from him. He's a good person, and the chacham is matter that that individual. all the people are mutter. Why? Any nether that is a part of it that's no longer fully inclusive, it becomes permitted. The entire nether is permitted. So a nether has to be all or nothing. Once a part of the nether becomes permitted, the entire nether falls away. Um, yeah, this apparently applies to shvus as well. It seems. Yeah. Um, if he says she ain't nether he says I'm not going to benefit from this person or that per- and that person and that person, then huter rishon. If the first person is permitted, huter kulv they're all permitted because he made it depend on the person before him. Huter achad the last person becomes permitted. Now he goes to the rav and he says this last individual who I said in the end he's somebody I regret. Ha'achrin muter and the rav says you know the rav is not the nether. Ha'achrin muter the last one is permitted to derive benefit from but kulam but they're all forbidden. If he says, I'm not going to from this, he doesn't say, he just says, so he doesn't connect them. Each one is a separate nedrim, each one requires its own atarasadarim, the same applies to all situations. So, when he says, I'm not going to derive benefit from this, from Ruvain, it's separate nedr, and each person requires its own atarasadarim. If Ruvain's mutter, Shim is not mutter. If Shim is mutter, Ruvain's not mutter. What if he says, then if the last person becomes mutter, the person before him is not mutter. Because, um, so, so which demonstrates that it's not one big nether. If it was one big nether, as soon as one person is permitted, everyone's permitted. And that, that's the case when he says that this, this, this first, let's say he says three people, Reuven, Shimon, and Levi. Then he says, Shimon, I have regret, and he's not to the nether. Levi's permitted as well. Why is that? If it's one nether, permitting one person, makes everyone permitted. If it's separate nedarim, everyone requires own, everyone requires their own hatara. The answer is, is that they are separate nedarim. But by saying lozeh, vilozeh, vilozeh, he makes each nether, depending on the previous nether, being 
still being uh, uh, binding, similar to that we said regarding the case with the, with the bread, the meat, and the, the fish, etc. Okay, or, or, or when a person is not forbidding benefit from others on himself, he just says, let's say, I'm not going to eat today, and then Shimon says, me too, and Levi says, me too, etc. The same concept, right? Each one is dependent on the person before him. Yud Beis. A person makes a nether um, that he's going to be a nazir, or he says, this thing is like a carbon to me, so it's, it's forbidden to me. Or a shvua, in other words, a carbon apparently does not mean that he makes a nether to bring a carbon. He, he says, this piece of meat is like a carbon to me, which is a terminology you can use to make a nether. He makes a shavua that he's not going to eat meat that day, let's say. Or he made a net not, not to eat meat. And he doesn't know, for example, what the nether was. So the din is Pesach, and the Kulam is one opening for all of them. Um, if he made seven, seven nether, he doesn't know which one. He can release all of them. Yeah, I'm not sure what the case is over here, actually. I remember looking before, I wanted to uh, kind of do m- uh, more uh, clarity over here, and I didn't, I didn't do that. Um, apparently, it seems that he, he made you know, a certain type of nether, right? And he regrets it. And he doesn't know exactly which type, exactly you're saying, yeah, look, that's the pshat, right? How do you translate it over here? Can I look over here? What does he say over here, yeah? Yeah, so he took a vow, basically. You know, okay, so maybe, maybe the correct shot then is, is that a person said that if I eat this piece of meat, I accept, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm here by, it causes me to be a nazir. It takes a vow of nazir is based on this piece of meat. Or he said, this piece of meat is a carbon to me. Or he said, I swear I'm not going to eat this piece of meat. Or he says, this piece of meat is forbidden to me. So he, somehow he forbade, he's not sure exactly what method, method he used, but that's okay. He can go to the Rav and say, I made some kind of vow that makes this piece of meat us on me, but I didn't realize it's my last piece of meat or whatever it is. And whatever method the Rav would use to be mounted the nether, that's sufficient. It's irrelevant to how he forbade it upon himself. As he said, it's a carbon to me. I swear I'm not going to eat it. I swear that if I do end up eating, I'm a nazir. Whichever method it is, he can go and be mounted. Same principle. Okay, you'd give him. A person makes a nether, I'm not going to benefit from the people of this city. He goes and he has a nether absolved by a chacham in that city, which of course he's not allowed to do. He makes a vow that I'm not going to benefit from any Jewish people. He goes to a chacham who's a Jew, obviously, because a non-Jewish chacham doesn't help you over here. He has a vow absolved. Even technically speaking, and he, he, he violated the nether. The nether is mutter because uh, he's not even punished for it. The nether is mutter because ultimately, even though he's not allowed to benefit from the chacham, the mechanism of being mat to the nether still is in effect. Now, he violated the nether by doing that. However, when he had an, violated the nether and had an, a, a vow absolved, a, a vow absolved, retroactively, it's no longer binding. So, but the, so, so after the fact, you can't say he did it, he's, he did it, he's in any kind, of, any kind of violation, he did anything wrong. You doubt. Someone says, these fruits are forbidden to me to eat today, if tomorrow I go to this location, I'll eat those fruits that day. Why? Why can't you eat the fruits and don't go to tomorrow to that city? Maybe he's going to go to that city tomorrow and he's going to end up retroactively being, viol- being viol- violating his nether by eating the fruits today. 
If he transgresses, if he eats them today when he's not supposed to, and then he does go to that place, right? If he doesn't go, if he, uh, so, so he goes there, like his Chayyim Malkus for violating his nether by going there. He violated the nether actually by eating the fruits, not by going there. But by going there, he intentionally caused yesterday's meal to become a prohibition of a nether. Therefore, he's Chayyim Malkus. If he doesn't go, he's not Chayyim Malkus. Tezvav. If he says these fruits, these produce is forbidden to me uh, tomorrow. If today I go to that place, then tomorrow I can't eat these things. He's allowed to go to that place, which of course will cause him tomorrow to be forbidden to eat those fruits. That's not a problem. It's just like saying that tomorrow I, forbid, I declare these fruits forbidden to me tomorrow. The Chayim says saying applies in situations. You're allowed to you're allowed to cause something to be forbidden to you, because um, because that's that's not a problem. That's exactly what the Dorm usually do. Because um, a person's careful on something which is in front of him that so to speak usher that he's not allowed to do. The but he's not careful about doing something which causes something permitted otherwise to become forbidden. In other words, if I go, if I say that tomorrow this thing is also for me to eat, if I go today to this location, that's not a problem. Because if I go to this location, I now know this thing in front of me is forbidden. I'm not going to eat it. Just like if I say this meat is also to me, I'm not going to eat it. However, once I ate it already, and that's perfectly fine, by going and doing something, going tomorrow makes yesterday's meal forbidden, that's less tangible to me. I'm not going to take it as seriously. Therefore, we're glazer that if you make such a condition that you say that this meat that is also to me today, if tomorrow I go to that place, you're not allowed to eat it today because tomorrow you may end up going to that place because you're not going to take it as seriously since you already ate it yesterday and, and it's, already, it's already a done deal. That's Zion. Hadei lotsum asayyam. person makes another to fast for 10 days. The AZM she eats with any 10 days he desires. Right? Any 10 days you want. And he's fasting one of those 10 days. So he has to eat for a mitzvah. Or a great person comes to his house. He wants to you know, honor the person and eat with him. Or any other cause for that matter. But the uh, Ram was giving technical examples of why a person would do that. He could eat and then fast a different day. When he made the vow to fast for 10 days, he didn't make to say which 10 days. Any 10 days you want. So it's not today, it'd be tomorrow. Or a different day. If you're smart, you're going to fast in the short winter days, like the Alter Bethesda and Yeshua. Well, if he makes a net, I'm going to fast today. Food is forbidden to me for me today. Because I guess a person makes a I'm making a net, I'm going to fast today. Look, it doesn't work because you're making a net to do something. Another means you forbid something on you. So you have to say that food, food is us to me today. Okay, that's actually might not, might not be true. Could be it is. Could be yeah. Could be a person says I, I'm I'm making a net. I'm going to fast today. It does work. Akapani he says I'm making a net. I'm going to fast today. He forgets and he eats. Mashal he has to finish the fast. You don't say okay, eat as was the and then fast tomorrow. That's not the case. Once he makes today a fast day, every moment he's chayev to fast, even though he ate once. If he makes another, he's going to fast for one or two days. He starts fasting. He forgets and he eats. Oh, but Hanis say the fast day is lost. He has to fast a different day. So even the, so, um, when a person says, "I make another, I'm going to fast today," he forgets and he eats. He has to finish the fast day as best of his abilities. He's not chayat to fast tomorrow. He just said, "I'm going to fast today." Now he broke that neder by eating, so he's still obligated to eat because to, to fast every moment he's obligated. But you don't say, "Well, he fa- he he, ate, he broke his fast today. He has to fast tomorrow." He didn't say, "I'm going to fast one day. I'm going to fast only today." 
And the fact he didn't do, didn't do that correctly, that's a problem. But he still has an obligation to fast the rest of that day, and only the rest of that day. When he says, I'm going to fast for a day, and then he forgets and eats, so then Itaka could eat the rest of the day, but he has to fast a different day to fulfill his vow to fast for a day. If it's not today, it'll be tomorrow. If you eat tomorrow, the day after. So he has to keep fasting until he, until he finds one day and he fasts that whole day.